0: This is Carla Jackal Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris.
1: Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris.
0: Hi, this is Joey Barton. I'm Jonas Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Kuehl. And you're, you're listening, listening to The Score.
1: Well.
0: The Score with Michael Clark.
2: Hello and welcome along to The Score here on Lisburn's 98 FM and Bangor FM with me Michael Clark. Coming up on this week's program, we analyze the Irish Cup with the help of Anna United boss Kieran McGurgan. We find out how the past few months have been for the Tandergee Road outfit and what was it like to return in a game of such magnitude. Crusaders midfield general Declan Cadell will be on the program. We'll be talking about their Cup Triumph midweek, Paul Heatley being awarded a testimonial season next year, and another crucial game for them this weekend when they host Larne. Plus, Colin Hopkins is back. We'll be getting his Danske Bank Premiership predictions a little later on on the programme. It's all coming up right here on The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. It's time for our first guest on the programme, and a warm welcome to him, Kieran McGurgan, the manager of Annie United. What a performance they put in earlier on this week against Linfield in the Irish Cup, having not played a league game for 416 days to take on the Premiership champions and a team who are fancying themselves to retain that title. Uh, not an easy way to start, but uh, they gave them some game. Kieran, great to have you on the show. How are you? Thanks,
3: Michael. I uh, not too bad. Michael, yourself?
2: I'm doing very well, thank you. And yeah. I mean, it, it was a a massive performance from your players. I think everyone was probably fearing the worst, yourself included. Would that be fair to say?
3: Yeah, myself included. For me, look, I mean, I know oh, we made the the decision to go and to go and play it, and um, I, I kind of put a that was the only real pressure, honestly. It was said all along there was no pressure because it was a it was a win win. You know, if we were beat, heavy defeat, well, it was expected. If you know. If, if we got the result which we did get, um, we've come out looking <laughs> brilliant. But, you know, the all that we bit of pressure that if we had a had the have the heavy defeat, you know, the other clubs maybe the pulled out our fans and whatnot that were totally against what we we're, were going ahead. Might have been saying, Well look, I told you so this we knew this was gonna happen but look we went and um put on a good performance and I think uh represented uh both uh, PAL and, and championship clubs and how we conduct ourselves that they should be given elite status. But um, hopefully not. Whatever happen again, it has to be has to be about and That we can we can continue on.
2: Just how hard has the last you know well four hundred sixteen days? We all know the number now because it was reported so widely. How how yeah. hard has that period been for you as a manager to try and keep the spirits up of your players because I know you won promotion but you haven't even kicked a ball in the championship it's such a strange scenario it
3: is very strange it, it, um, I think it was the start stop scenario was was starting to frustrate a lot of players and certainly frustrate me um, you know, you thought you were getting going and then you were kicked back and and then come come January you know um, you obviously a few premiership clubs in looking about the, what players you have and things like that and do you let them go, do you hold on just in case the Irish Cup does go ahead and or the league maybe restarts earlier, you know, so he had all those things to think about. So um all right, it's, been, it's been a tough year but we're glad now we can just we can draw a line under it um and and start to focus now on the start of the championship on the on the seventh of August.
2: Yeah, that date being there is really now the light at the end of the tunnel, isn't it? And having that taste of it, getting the competitive action, it um, must have really impressed you to see what your players could produce. They would have been forgiven yep. for blowing up an RN, but they didn't.
3: <laughs> no, they listened, but we had the game plan and they stuck to it. And listen was credit to them. They've done club pride, to be honest. The amount of messages and... and um, Credit that they've had after it has just been unbelievable. Um, too many, too many to reply to, but um, listen for 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 a reason because uh, they they themselves obviously first game and as you say and uh, whatever number of days and, and going to play, going to play at Windsor Park at any time for some of them would have been daunting you know never mind in the back of their heads about their own fitness levels and whatnot. So listen is obviously credit to.
2: That must have been one of the hardest starting 11s you've had to pick, or especially when you're starting to think about substitutions, because naturally it means you can't give everyone a game, but you must have been dying to.
3: Listen, I had some very, very hard tax messages and phone calls to make on a Monday night because of the limit of the numbers. So, I mean, we are running, at the minute we had 24-25 man squad Mm-hmm. Just the way things have fallen out over the past year, and a number of people didn't even get to the stadium. Never mind, um, you know, get on to the pitch. So, just hopefully, I know, I know you players would have been disappointed not to get on, but, you know, we need to realise that we we're probably lucky to be there, you know, at all. As I would say there was, there was a few left out, which is very, very disappointing. Um, and I mean, that in itself, was was the downside to the whole night, not being able to get well the full squad there, not being able to get um players, parents, supporters and on uh, all our committee wasn't even there. Um so yeah, we bit disappointing on that, but like, we'll not we'll not let that take away from, from the results from them. How they performed.
2: No, oh, definitely not. I mean, no one warned you that this sort of thing <laughs> was in, in front of you when you got into management. <laughs>
3: no, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. But look it's it's been on a good journey so far and like it, from the other night it's you know, it, it, it's continuing on. So fingers crossed we can we can keep keep it going and, and um put on a good display next year in the championship and steady ourselves as a as a good championship side for the next few years to
2: come. Because when you came in, for anyone that isn't aware, you know, Anna had been relegated from the championship and uh, obviously you'd been playing and and all that, Uh, the step into management was kind of something that, I'm not saying forced upon you, but it was sort of you felt probably a wee bit like, well, someone better steady the ship here. Could you have imagined what the last few years have been like, obviously, including uh, winning promotion?
3: (laughs) No, not not, not particularly. Um I had I had uh, been taken with the star Lee reserve team and then um, yeah it was the day of the transfer window was closing in, in August and I mean a lot of the man the management team had left and the players like I mean there was a group chat and it was just like left 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 and just like fuck me what are I going to do you know what we I going to do the PAL with with basically no team, so that night we turned up to the to, to the training, and I think there was four or five players standing there. We're all looking at each other, say, oh, "What are we going to do now?" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the committee just got the guard and said, there's, "There's absolutely nobody going to come in here, um, not being able to sign players." So, um, we we'll just, just asked ourselves if we're taking the management team itself and. And uh a reserve team site, myself and Simon Hoffey look we just come in and try and steady this till we get through to, to January. And uh that's what we've done. Um uh, myself Simon, Paul Matchett and Al Murphy, um I took the team through January with the four or five players that were left. We added in just the, sort of the best of what we had in the reserves. And the uh, all Al Murphy himself actually was playing playing games of I can not remember, all must have been forty two or three. <laughs> playing <laughs> Simon was the same. Um and that's how that's how in despair we were. Um but listen, we got through to January and then we were able to get some good players on board. We brought John Combury into the club, um Michael Goldmark McAllister, um and Connor Higgins and all those uh but was basically with Zane nearly, um, nearly a new team and our team then got us uh kept us in, in the PAL that year and they were able to steady the ship over the summer and, and add, add to the squad and we actually went close there in the following year to going up but it was probably a blessing in the because I don't think um outside of the players the club itself probably wasn't just ready for championship you know there's still a wee bit of work to be done um and then last year, uh, they were able, we were able to go one step closer and, and win it and, and say all that work's now being completed around the ground and, and we're just looking forward now to having a good, good run in the championship.
2: And from you know being this sort of reluctant hero, I guess, Kieran, in many ways, you know, you, you, were, you were thrown in the deep end, to say the least, uh, uh, however much of a choice there really was there. Uh, we know, the, obviously, the, the close family connection and, and why the club means so much to you, your father being a founding member and the chairman, um, Brian McGurgan, for anyone that isn't aware. Um, so yeah. there's there no way you were turning your back in the club by any means. But um, is it fair to say you've now got a wee bit of a taste for this management stuff?
3: At, at the minute, because things are going well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but listen, we're, we're, under, we're under no illusions. We know the championship is a tough, tough league. Um, you know, even, even in the, pre, the couple of friendlies we played, you know, played the likes of Lockall and, and, and Ballard, and you can see that the, those teams have, have some real quality. So, I mean, we're not going into the championship thinking we're going to win it by any means, but uh, I think we have enough... As you can see from from Tuesday night, we certainly have enough, and um, and the changing room quality ways to to steady ourselves in it and and definitely become a a, a good team in
2: it. Yeah, most certainly. Do you have to be from the Tandegree Road area to call it the Anna? That's something I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh,
3: it's funny. I don't know why, don't know why that is uh, the Anna. Yeah. Love it. Isn't <laughs>
2: funny, it? You know, not- <laughs> if you're if you're from outside the area, they're Anna United, and that's that's all there is to it. And the closer you get to the club, you all of a sudden start to hear of the Anna. And I think it was yeah. Nal Curry the first time I heard the Anna, and uh, it stuck with me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> very good, very good, yeah. Um, and then you've uh, you you've you've Heath who refers to this as. as as we, Anna, as we
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> another good man as well. Um, just with yep. a, a look ahead to the the new season, um, what do preparations look like? Do you know yet when you're able to kind of you know build up and get ready for the new season? Is it is it the sort of standard period again then? It's funny. I'm
3: actually not long off the phone. Um, we're still actually in the mix here of playing um, the Middlester Cup. We're in the semi final of it. So the Middlester. Um, association are deciding whether or not to run with it. I believe ourselves, Glenavon, Dollingstown and Loch and um are all in favour of of, of it returning. I'm not sure, but one point and maybe again, I think it's maybe a three. I'm not sure, but if that if that is to go ahead, whether it be in the next couple of weeks and finishes this season or the start of next season, we're waiting to hear that as well. So. This season just might not be quite over just yet. Um, we'll, we'll we'll wait and hear the next few days. Hopefully, what's happening there.
2: That's actually a very good point. Watch the space. There is a few domestic cup competitions. I mean, I don't actually think we've heard what's going on with the League Cup either. Because I asked uh, not to drop a minute here, but I asked Oren Kearney that question. I said, "You know, you're the holders. Are you going to be able to defend it this year?" And he says, "Not sure actually." So <laughs> there's still a bit of working out to be done. So it isn't just you. I suppose is the 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 silver lining there. But uh, hopefully those answers do come.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's just we, we were obviously just pushing for an answer because if it's if it's not going ahead, we're obviously just we're going to draw a line on it here and, and um, just come back fresh in season probably towards the end of June. Whereas you know if they are going to finish it off, well, we probably need to continue training and, and get a few more friendly games in. So. Um, they will probably need, need the answer to that in the next few days.
2: And as a manager, you're going, and they're starting to open up the pubs again, and people are going to start going for food, and I have a, I have a bunch of boys to keep fit. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> uh, you'll keep them honest, I'm sure, Karen. anyway. Uh, it's been lovely talking to you. Thanks very much for coming on to The Score. Yes, no problem. Thanks, Michael. The Score with Michael Clark. We have our next guest on the line waiting to talk to us and uh, I'm very happy to say it's Declan Cadell of Crusaders. Declan, how are you?
1: Yes, all good, Michael. How about yourself?
2: Doing very well, thank you. It's good to talk to you again and uh, I'm sure uh, from your point of view it's good to talk after an important win in the Irish Cup.
1: Yeah, um, of course. Um, it was a massive win for us. Um Cotterian, in my opinion. is probably the hardest place to go. And of the draw. I think uh, every Irish Cup draw we always seem to get the hardest Hardest draw he's Um, But the boys were outstanding. Obviously, I didn't play a part, um, but watching it, won the 11, they were amazing. And um, obviously, you have that wee bit of magic from Paul Heatley to get the job done in the end.
2: What a goal to win it. It sounded like the type of game it needed someone to do that.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it did. Um, with the two teams, you, you, ourselves and Coleraine, and they're full of quality. And to be fair, most of the game probably were cancelled each other out. Um, The defense probably got the better of the attackers, um, but it was just that wee bit of magic, obviously from Paul and Dan Kennedy coming off the bench as well. but had a great shift the last 15 minutes and probably changed the game a bit um, with his runs and hold-up play. And thankfully, he got that wee flick on to Paul Heatley, and Heat does what he does best: scores a wonder goal. Take a look at him.
2: It was a fantastic goal for anyone that hasn't seen it and um typical Paul Heatley to come up with something special when the the time requires it and it's now been announced he's going to be celebrating his testimonial season next year as someone who's been there and done that as a, a long serving member of Crusaders Football Club just how special is that for Paul and what has he been like the past decade from your point of view as, as his teammate
1: Paul's been exceptional um from the player's point of view um, he's been untouchable in the league the past decade. As a Crusaders fan point of view, we're very, very lucky to have him. Um, I don't think we would have had that success if we've had the past decade without Paul and the team. And as I said, Nazi as he showed on the, against Colerain, he has that wee bit of magic that other players in the league don't have so they can create something out of nothing.
2: I was going to say, when you think of the players that have been at Crusaders in the last decade, Is it a bit surreal, like, you know, when you're watching Sky Sports and Stuart Dallas is talking about, you know, his preparations for Leeds going into a game against Manchester United or Man City or whoever it might be, and thinking, Flip he was in my team only a few years ago, and then you look at Gavin White getting promoted. I mean, there have been some brilliant players, and Paul Heitley is obviously one of them.
1: Yeah, no, of course. Um, Obviously, Stuart is... Is, is exceptional, I think so him, like, I and he's getting better with age. Mm-hmm. Um he just turned thirty a couple of weeks ago and he's playing the best football of his career and he's been a standout leads player in my opinion in the Premier League. Um he's Gavin White now as a full they right? just gained promotion. He's another one that's playing. I talk to Gavin regularly. Um so I think like again, he was saying last night they need the one win, obviously, to win league one. Um, with Peter Rajab points last week. So, and then you have Paul Heatley, who has been there for, I think it's his name, it'll be his tenth year next year. And he's been exceptional in all those ten years. those, those players, key, key players, and, in, in terms of where we are at those times. Um, I think Stewardy e was, when he joined from Coke, he was exceptional for the first season, second season, he got his move. When we had Gavin and Paul Heatley playing against each other, we were untouchable. But nobody could beat us and it was a joy to play with because any time I get the ball, I just give it to those two boys and let them get the
2: magic. <laughs> Simple as that. It's that, a manager's dream, isn't it? When you've got players like that, you go, right, well, with, with people here that can get us the ball back and with people that can go and score a goal with it, this is a very easy system to work out what happens next.
1: <laughs> oh, 100%. And that's what Stevie always says to me. Um, he, he has a heart attack if I try anything out <laughs> of the ordinary. It's always when you just get the ball back and pass it, the player can do something with him. So
2: Well, <laughs> that, De- De- Declan, you, you played to your strengths, you scored a slide tackle this season, not many people can say that.
1: No, no, I, I know, I didn't remember anybody, but obviously Michael <laughs> Galt actually called in about two weeks later and said, Have you ever scored a slide tackle? He actually went, yeah, half of mine was further out than yours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's one more that I can think of.
2: That would be typical Michael Gould, even if that isn't true, it now is. It is, yeah, 100%. That's for you. Um, it's been a strange season for Crusaders, hasn't it, in many ways? There was a period there where I think everyone had kind of written you off, and yet you've started to get good results at an important time, still in the Irish Cup, and hoping for a strong finish to the league season. How would you sum up the campaign from your perspective? The
1: campaign has been a very strange one, and, and I think every team has kind of been in the same boat. And that's why a lot of teams have been so inconsistent this year. Um, it's a big everybody's in their comfort zone, obviously regarding the virus, and preparation, traveling the away games, even home game protocol. Um, the fact there's no fans there, and you can see that there's upsets every week, um, and it, it's been difficult. And we I thought this started the season off well really well up to around Christmas and we had that two or three week break over Christmas and then we went on a terrible run and before we couldn't buy a win I, I think it was probably the worst run that we have been on since I've been at the club and that was 12 years ago 12, 13 years ago so it, it was very very difficult um, but to be fair credit to the players and credit managers we kept our head down and we worked hard on it and the new games. There was games there and things just weren't falling for us and I mean, go, or shots off the line and giving away penalties and silly goals and it was criminal at times and it's tough when you get into a wee rut like that, it's very, very difficult to, to get back out right of. Um, but I think now the past four six weeks we've been back at our best. Obviously Ross Clark, Guy Thompson, who's come back in, has been exceptional. Um and we we'll missed Guy that wee period. Um, that we weren't doing too well and we, we seem to be playing a lot more confidence now and creating a lot of chances which is something we weren't doing so as you say, we've probably hit form at the right time um there was questions asked for us when we were set the seventh day a few weeks ago and we've replied um with i think last six crew to win four and we're on a nice rerun. run so the most important thing is it's that old cliche, one game at a time, Our only focus at the minute, is Lauren on Saturday. And we've put ourselves back in that position where they were two points off Lauren, three points off Lipponville, for being commented as we're having a horrible season. So, for us, it's about finishing as far up the table as we can now.
2: Yeah, when you look at uh, just how competitive, increasingly competitive, the league is getting in general. Um, that's a very good point you make. You know, In a, in a few weeks you could be talking about uh, pushing for third place again potentially or cut a drift at six. It, it just depends on how the results go and as we all know in the, the post-split games they're, uh, they're particularly hard we say throughout the season. There's no easy games but they certainly get tougher once you have that split as well. Um, after your home game uh, this weekend against Larne, you're away to Linfield home to Corian, away to Cliftonville away to Glen Glentorin. And um, you know, as a player, what what does it feel like in this position in the split? Uh, granted, you know it's not a title challenge for yourselves this season, and you've been in those plenty of times, Declan. But what's the what's the post-split feel like?
1: The post-split, it's it's great to play in. To be fair, um, these are the type of games that every player wants to play, and you want to play against and compare yourself to the best side in the league. Um, and obviously, I I feel with letters down this season. But we'll have a chance still to make it right. Um The most important thing for us is European football. Um, obviously, we'll have the playoff game. So our, our focus is finishing as high up as we can on the table and carry that momentum into the playoffs. And secondly, we'll still the Irish Cup. Um, obviously, Korean was a massive, massive win for us. Um, I think it draws on Saturday. So we'll, we'll see where that takes us. But for... The, there was obviously panic stations. For everyone um, just last month of where we're going to finish and the boys have answered those questions and bounced back. Um, so the most important thing is, as I said, it's one game at a time and it's very, very important we carry this momentum into the finish of the end of the season.
2: And as you said, it is Lauren this weekend. Um, you've had some addict and high scoring games against them already this campaign, uh, You know, a very good win in there and then that remarkable draw that was on the TV.
1: Yeah, no, not Larn- are a great they quality players, and we all know that. Um, and they're, they're a tough team to play against. They, they, they play good football, they've got very, very good technical players, and they can punish you when you make our high score. Um, but, no, it's it's a challenge that we relish. Obviously, you want to play against the Larnes, the Glen the Linfield, the bolt, etc. Um, and it's something that we're really looking forward to on Saturday
2: should be a good game. Uh, great to have you on the show, Declan. Thank you for coming on as always, and uh, I look forward to Saturday. Yes, you too Michael, I'll see you then.
0: The Score with Michael Clark
2: Now on the score, it's time that we take a look at this weekend's action. It's a bank holiday weekend too, which means you can be hopefully a little bit lazier and with restrictions easing as well. You might be able to do some outside socialising. What a novelty. Let's hope the weather is as kind as they're talking about. Uh, I'm not sure whether this man will be uh, frequenting anywhere, but uh, we can ask him, Colin Hopkins, uh, any plans now that uh, Northern Ireland is slowly but surely starting to come out of its uh, long slumber? I think I'm going
0: to be a slow, easy into the situation. To be honest, I don't tend to go to pre-market overnight or anything. To be honest, so just let things sort of gradually sort open up again, and then as the confidence builds, in, I'll, I'll make my my foray into the world of retailing and other things. But not an issue overnight. Either.
2: It doesn't seem like we're allowed to have live music still at venues, but. I saw something suggesting that, and I'm sure this will be this will go down like a house on fire. There could be maybe some poetry recitals instead. Would you be available for such a booking if someone needed your dulcet tones?
0: Well, I could do it okay, I could, I could write a few limericks there, to be honest, I'm sure, but uh, I'm not sure how successful it would be, but i certainly <laughs> would have go if I was getting paid for
2: it. it. There's, uh, there's a venture for us, Irish League limericks, uh, get the roadshow booked, I think part of the weird stipulations are they aren't allowed to promote your attendance, which uh, will probably help us get the numbers up, if anything. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> uh, now, shall we talk football? Mac, why not, why not, it's Friday. <laughs> Uh, in case anyone's been living under a rock, a quick recap of the Irish Cup results from Tuesday. Uh, mindful as well, three games still to be played uh, on Saturday, but of those that have already taken place in round one, Palomini United, 4-1 winners over Portadown, Carrick Rangers 3, Belfast Celtic Nell. Cliftonville 5, Port Stewart 1, Corain knocked out of the competition at the hands of Crusaders by a goal to Nell Glenavon. Also out after losing at home 2-1 against Dungannon Swift's Linfield, as we were talking about earlier, able to fend off a valiant effort from Annie United. 2-0 at finished at Windsor Park and Warren Point Town 2. Ballyclare Comrades 1 was uh, the other score. The three games still uh, waiting to happen. At uh, 2.30 the kick-off, Noc-Breda, Newington. The other two games, 3 o'clock on Saturday. Ballinamallard United against Dergview and Lockall against Bambridge Town in the Irish Cup. Uh, before we talk Danske Bank Premiership, what were your thoughts on uh, the Cup games on Tuesday night, Colin? Uh, no big surprises, no giant killings as such, but did any results uh, make you raise your eyebrows?
0: I think that's, uh, the one which stands out from the real Michael, is Glen against Dunlap I would say Glen Allen supporters must pull pulling their hair at the moment I mean just a few days previously they beat uh, the so-called champions elect in the league obviously and they probably went into that team game, game thinking well we beat the champions elect we beat the side bottom of the table but this wasn't to be and they ended up losing 2-1 thus ended their hopes of any sort of cup run this season to be honest so that was certainly a bit of a surprise elsewhere no real major surprise to be honest and the people as you say were made to work hard against a, a hardworking working side but outside of that there's also more or less according to plan
2: Glenavon as well, with the fact that Mourneview is uh, you know where the showpiece is going to be. It's going to be where the semi-finals are too. They could have had you know in theory all home games for the entirety of the Irish Cup, uh, Glenavon, and instead they go out you know at the first hurdle. That's
0: Glenavon isn't it? How many times have we seen that we've seen over the years? To be honest, you know, you think they're going to do well all of a sudden. banana in time, and other times when you expect them to. hit the banana and they narrowly avoided stage, so must be straight in the beat at this point of time.
2: Yeah, um, conversely, a big win for Crusaders, and we'll talk about their game on Saturday against Lauren in a minute. I'm going to be at that, but uh, it seems like they're starting to find form and, and get the right results at the right time.
0: Yeah, very much so. I mean, you and I talked I'd say, maybe about a month or so ago, and we were sort of saying that Stephen Baxter would be under pressure as manager, possibly, because they would want to particularly bad done at that stage in time but all well, credit to Stephen Allen indeed made the playing style at considers that have turned the ground massively over the last number of games and all of a sudden as you say finding their form at the right time obviously they'll go a bit it'll carry forward now in the end of the season
2: mm, uh, let's look at the league action then one game uh, taking place Friday night half seven Stangmore Park I, I'm a busy bee because I'm going to be at that one too Dungannon Swifts against Carrick Rangers and what uh, one supporter on Twitter said to me, was basically the Wooden Spoon Cup final. Uh, would you go along with that?
0: Yeah, you can't really argue against that, to be honest. I mean, given the points, it's kept between a lot of two sides of and the table, to be honest. It's, uh, it's one of these ones you just have to play to get it done, so to speak. Um, but then, you know, we'll go into this one a wee bit, obviously, more confident than been maybe in the last few weeks or so. Obviously, if, as I've mentioned there, had a great win against something Somebody unexpected, but fair play then, for achieve, not too good obviously around and as the Shane McGinty on the had to put them through into the next round. So, from every point it keeps their season very much alive, from my last point oh, But in terms of the league, i think be glad to see the back of it. The final missile signs in the final day of this champion. Thankfully, there's no relegation as far as I'm concerned because it's just now a horrible, horrible time for them. They've actually, it's been nine games since their last league, would in They've actually won 14 games now with a clean sheet. So, they'll certainly be glad to see the back of this season once it comes around that
2: Interesting looking at this one because Niall Curry's made no bones about it. He's going there, wanting his team to get three points and probably wanting to near enough confirm that they won't finish bottom, which a win would near enough do for them. Um, Not necessarily going to be straightforward, though, Dungannon. Confident, I would have thought, or at least more confident, having got that win against Glenavon, and maybe hoping now that they're starting to see the return of... uh, Maybe the fruits of their labour and this new style of play that's got so many people talking about it. You know, the risk versus reward element. Um, it, even though it cost them a goal, they were able to go and get to in a game that they weren't fancied Then So maybe a home game against Carrick Rangers is a chance to, to really test out how far they've come under their new boss. Yeah,
0: there's a chance of a two in a row. And two becomes three, you know what it is. So I'm going to be able to get that win, as you say. Character certainly will not want to lose in this one, but a bit like Dungannon, we mentioned there, they're also on the on a, currently on a 9 game without a win sort of run, so they'll want to turn that into some sort of win. Yes, they got the cup win during the week, um, but, you know, they'll certainly want to sort of, uh, try and make that sort of league sequence, and as you say, make sure that they don't finish bottom of the table, because the, despite the fact there's no relegation, you don't want to be at the table at the end of the season saying, we'll be finished 12 out of 12, because it'll knock your confidence. You can go into next season, it'll, it does put a bit of a dent in, in your expectations. You know. I think the last time the sides played, it actually finished one all, And I have to be honest, you know, if you ask me for a prediction this one, I have plenty of things that might well have. it just a draw in this particular one as well. That come the weekend.
2: You know? Yeah, two of their last three meetings have been draws. Uh, thinking back to that 0-0 in Carrick as well. Carrick, Rangers winning 2-0 at Dungannon in February. So um, there hasn't been too much to separate them. And to be fair, that's probably been the way it has been down the the last couple of years anyway, when these two sides have been involved. Um, Carrick had a chance to make a couple of changes, I think, for the Belfast Celtic game and looked pretty comfortable in that. Um, A huge challenge for any of the non-premiership clubs involved, so not knocking them at all. And it was nice to see the premiership managers pay respect to their opponents, anyone that wasn't in an all-premiership match, because of the fact that, having gone months without competitive action, they're thrown into a competition against a team that's playing multiple times a week, and you know, you can say, oh well, the players will be fresh, at least they won't be fatigued, but they wouldn't be match fit, uh, even though the friendlies will have done them some good, Uh, so it was was really a gargantuan effort from every non-premiership team competing in this round, and and, uh, hats off to them. Very much so.
0: Interestingly enough, I was actually I did a quick Google search today. So I put in Irish Cup 2021 and the results come up that uh, Carrick had actually beat uh, Sporting Leisure Swifts in the <laughs> first round. So I'm not sure who's actually doing the internet, but it clearly was wrong on that occasion. Somebody hasn't been made aware of the change of name to Belfast Celtic, but as you say, a decent performance run, but just ultimately just too much so far, to overcome on the night.
2: Yeah, and you know both Carrick and Dungannon coming into a game, having uh, won their last match, you just wonder, does that change how they set up at all, or how do they approach this one? I mean, it, it could very well be cagey because of um, the, the pride that's on stake, or or do you go at it with not reckless abandon, but do you just go at it all guns blazing and think, look, ultimately we can't get relegated, we may as well go out and try and win this thing?
0: Yeah, there's there's two ways of looking at it. Another option would be because they might have an eye on the cup sides and think, well, you know, there's maybe one or two players but maybe not, not so much rest, but maybe not give the few ninety minutes to or so in order to protect them a little bit, you know, for the Irish Cup that's coming around. So um there's that option as well to be honest. As you say they're, they're not gonna go down, so there's you know, there's no relegation at stake at this one here, so I personally think it'll just be a game to to see out for both sides. Not me, but I'd still suspect it'll it'll end all square with no
2: sides giving it too much away on the day. Well, that's uh, the bottom to discuss the, the Friday night game. There's no question that the game this weekend that everyone will be talking about, everyone will have an eye on at least, is at the Oval. That's Glen Torren against Linfield, the top two in the league, and uh, the two sides battling it out for the title. And Linfield, seven points clear of Glen Torin Going into this game, obviously, now that we've had the split, everyone's played 33 games. There's five games remaining. And I don't need to stress the importance of getting the right result if you're either manager here.
0: Yeah, this is an absolutely massive game. Probably the biggest game of the season so far, let's be honest. I'm just surprised and a little bit disappointed. It's maybe not on the television this both the one. Um, I obviously decided not to cover this one, but it's certainly a key game and it will definitely make a big impact as to how the actual league finishes off. You know, from a Linfield perspective, when I mean, you think back to their last league game, they actually lost 3-2 to Glen them If they had actually won that game, they would have gone to the old League and, you know, a win to actually secure the title. So they'll be kicking themselves from that aspect, knowing that Glen Torn still got a little, little foot through the door. It's still a long way to go for them to catch, but obviously they they get a win on sar- Saturday. All of a sudden it does come very, very interesting at the top of the table. The two sides don't come going particularly well apart from obviously Linfield split last Saturday, but apart from that, the sides are going Pretty well from that sort of aspect. You know. um, and Torn, you know, they can certainly sniff a bit of blood there at the moment, let's say that. Well, that's sort of, you know, sort of side that can see it's seven points all of a sudden. One stage it was 12, 13, and all of a sudden that gap has changed anyway. But now they're in a 10 game run without defeat, so they'll certainly bring them a lot of confidence. Against them. And haven't lost to the Blues all season, that's the other thing we need to take into that kind as well. So they'll certainly have no fear, you know, something of to take them on and they go deal with over the weekend
2: sets up for it to be a thrilling match and look Corain are looking at this as well. They're only a point behind Glen Torin. They could go back into second place come the end of play on Saturday. So, you know, um whether they think they're still in the title race or not, that second spot and the value that that holds uh, will not be decided this weekend. There's there's no way that it will be. But um it's it could be quite topsy turvy depending on how things go. Unless Glenn Torrin are victorious, then you're looking at Wow, can they actually uh, close the gap further on Linfield beyond that? Will Linfield drop any more points or um will that win not end up proving to be enough for Glintorum because that's the thing with the seven point gap. They can reduce it to four, but Linfield could still conceivably win the remainder of their fixtures.
0: Yeah, very much so. I mean still Linfield are very much in the driving seat. It's, it's theirs so to lose set one of before but if you actually look at the sort of the post split fixtures that are left i think from memory now Atlantorn, you know have only got one away game that's away at Inver park which is a tricky enough game but in the field of three away games you know they have to obviously go to the oval this weekend. they'll slow to go to the coraine Showgrounds grounds and they'll still to go to solitude you know, none of those are easy grounds to go to and get a result so there's, de- there's definitely a chance there if you know, maybe could close this camp a bit further well they can get the seven points back between nine and the season well Hamilton. I still think Linfield didn't try to say and I do think it will go on just about the edges, but wouldn't surprise me at all about seven point campus for coming in the season.
2: Do you think Linfield will be in any way bothered that they found it as hard as they did against Anna? I mean they didn't reach top gear and, and credit all credit has to go to Anna United for that. But you know, Linfield went with it was nearly a three two five formation. They they went all guns blazing, but they didn't really get that sort of performance.
0: Yeah, I'm disappointed, probably. You know, obviously you're know, playing the side sort of, you know, a division lower than you, and he hasn't really been playing matches at all. And you'd expect Linfield, of all teams, to be honest, to come back with a very, very strong result. And it wasn't to be on the night, but at the end of the day, it's all about winning in the cup and getting through to the next round where you went 1-0 or 7-0. It doesn't matter. You're, you're still in the hat for the next round. That's the important thing. The goal difference doesn't make any difference when it comes to the Irish Cup. So I'll be happy enough to go through to the next round. They'll put it behind them and just sort of, maybe, you look, Leaving one eye on this Saturday's fixture as well you know, in that game so quite positive in that we didn't need to sort of cut the head of steam that they would have, they would have had it up in a harder match so, so we'll see how this one turns out I'm certainly thinking this will be a, one of the top games of the season and the two sides no meat at the league
2: in with the league's best defence Linfield with the league's best attack something has to give
0: Something has to give us, right, to be honest, and it's going to be an interesting moment. As I mentioned earlier on, there, I mean, Glenn certainly will not go into this fear in Linfield in any form or shape. You know, they haven't lost them all season, and uh, you know, Linfield really will have to be at the top of their game if they're going to go to the Oval and get a result against the sort of a Glenn Torrenside, which is very much resurgent at
1: the moment.
2: It's uh, going to be fun watching social media jump through hoops (laughs) sort of uh, you know going through the ringer is probably the right expression on that one because there'll be a lot of emotion Um, I I know I keep parroting on it it's just a shame we still do not have fans or any clarity on that Uh, I know now the Northern Ireland Football League say that their clubs are ready and that there's been increased lobbying David Healy's put his voice to that and he's saying he wants more than the 500 some people have talked about he's saying you know conceivably in a Windsor Park why could you not have 2,000 people safely in the ground when you look at what's going on elsewhere I don't know how likely we are to see those sort of numbers here, to be honest, towards the end of this season, just sort of second-guessing Stormont and and what we've seen so far. But, um, you know, those cries are are being uh, made louder and louder uh, throughout this week, And, and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But there's no question that this game certainly would have created a remarkable atmosphere had fans of any quantity been allowed in.
0: Yeah, the big three derby. I mean, this is one of the highlights of the season. It always is, to be honest, and especially at this stage in time when there's so much to play for, to be honest, you know. Uh, so we packed their afters the, the old sort of, you know, it's on Saturday, so it's this crowd had them allowed in, which is a bit frustrating. I mean, I can just imagine all of the people and supporters sitting at home trying to watch the online stream, biting their nails down, to, down to the quick on the day at the end of the day. But uh, it is what it is. And unfortunately, both sides have to put that behind them. Just play a game of football as, as the best I can on the day. So. But I think it'll definitely be a highly entertaining game.
2: Highly entertaining, but Colin Hopkins, as we all lean to the edge of our seat, <laughs> who are you giving the win to, or are you going to sit on the fence?
0: I think Lentorin will take the three points on Saturday they make it very, very interesting to we able to play for the, end of the season.
2: Mm. Okay, interesting. He's, so, he's back, the back in the home team.
0: Yeah, so I think Glenfield will come out top at the end Michael, but I just think on this occasion I think home win is once again in the offing.
2: Okay, uh, well let's look and we know how these fixtures work post-split as well in terms of um, the uh, it's not an anomaly that you know first and second play each other third and fourth fifth and sixth et cetera et cetera that's what actually just happens uh, for anybody that went, oh, no, that's quite strange there's, because there's <laughs> people every year that go how did that happen? You know like the same people that get really surprised that it gets warmer in certain months or darker in certain months. <laughs> but but, uh, but but just to make that point, uh, Corian against Cliftonville at the showgrounds. And um, it's another really exciting three o'clock kickoff. Corian have had a bit of an indifferent few outings, maybe looking a little tired. Cliftonville, on the other hand, um, have, have looked pretty decent. And you just wonder, we're talking about teams trying to close gaps. Could Cliftonville potentially do that? Korean um, certainly don't want to lose any more ground on Glentorin. Yeah,
0: well, I think from a Glentoran perspective, sorry, Korean perspective, the accident of the Irish Cup is a big, big blow to them. during the week, to be honest, I mean, it was a fantastic goal at thought seen them out at the end, at the end of that match. But I mean, going out of the Irish Cup at that stage is a is a hammer blow for the Korean side who have been going very well. I just get the impression, Corey, at the moment, they're a bit like a, a long distance runner, you know, they've done so well for so long, but just, they're just starting to, you know, sort of slump off a little bit as, as they reach the finishing line, and that gives that impression. I mean, you know, sort of home form slumped, they've only had two, you know, two draws in the last two home games, got a couple of defeat in there as well they've done. So all of a sudden, it just seemed to they run running out of steam at their own time, as far as, you know, sort of Corey in I which is very, very frustrating. After we've been on such a fantastic run for so long, but, just hasn't been
2: enough to push them past that dimension line. And the Did point of that, and the point of that is, Colin, as well. You know, because people could say, "Well, are oh, you being unfair, guys? They've played Glentoran twice. They've played Linfield. They they just uh, had to play Balamina. and then they play Crusaders. But this is the split. So who do you think you're going to be playing? They are now against uh, the top teams in the league. So it's not going to get any easier for them. So they're going to have to dig in deep and, and and try and start getting more than draws in those type of games.
0: Yeah, well, those, those, those are the games we should either win or lose the league at the end of the day. And Ultimately, you know, they weren't able to deliver on this occasion because they just were running out a bit of a steam quite possibly, you know, but, um, still a few games to go and obviously there's, there's a chance of seconds still in there as well. I think obviously they need title hopes are so long gone now, but they've certainly got a very, very difficult game coming up you know, over the weekend. Clough, well as you said, they're very much at the form side at the moment. A great win during the weekend five you know, one, And what could have been a difficult game is Port Stewart are decent side. Uh, but Cliftonville seems to become to the sword quite easily. Um Renano no, so they're only one defeating in the last ten games, so they're very much you know, very much in the mood at this moment in time. So it's definitely going to be a very, very hard game for Corian to
2: And if Cleftonville were to win it, you'd be talking about three points between Corian and Cleftonville too. So um that would you know, I think that perfectly sums up just how much is uh, potentially on the line here for both clubs, Cliftonville, um for them trying to climb up the table. And when you're looking at, you know, potential playoffs if the Irish Cup doesn't end up working out, you know, depending on what position you finish in the league it could give you a more favorable playoff.
0: Yeah, very much so dependent as I say you know, Clifford have the, sort of the incentive there to kind of move into third place, not this weekend, but certainly, as you said there, if they get a win, all of a sudden they're right there on the heels of Korean and chasing them down as the season to to the conclusion. Personally, if you ask me for a forecast, I think Clifford might get a result there about the weekend and Saturday and it uh, really will become interesting as we head into the final home straight.
2: So you're backing in away win? I am backing on a way, way win on this one, Michael. I am indeed. Hmm, interesting indeed. Uh, Cliftonville were 2-1 winners when the sides met at Solitude Park in March, uh, having played out a 2 all draw the last time that the showgrounds, Colin, is reckoning that Cliftonville will emerge with the full three points this time around. Uh, elsewhere, um, of the 3 o'clock games, uh, dropping into the bottom half of the table, Balamina United against Glenavon. Thoughts on this one?
0: Yeah, well, well, that's only two sides who could still be vying for that seventh place and obviously a potential way into the playoffs. And the other sides are basically ruled out just given the gap that involves the points are at that lower end of the table. You know, both Ballamy and Gladwell have be been kicking themselves, having not made the top six, so they'll certainly of turn to make sure that they finish seventh in terms of that. Um, obviously, United, great result during the weekend in the Irish Cup against Portadown. Um, I thought Portadown Given the form they've been in, in recent times, would have give them a much closer run for their money. But all credit to Balamina. once again they proved that they can be a decent cup side and quite successfully put it you know put it down the side four four goals to one. Moved in the next round doing so. Um, that that actually when actually brought an end to all the five teams right up win, So once again, maybe their confidence will be returning the game as well. We have seen it with Balamina this season that they tend to go on poor runs, good runs, poor runs, good runs, and that's just the way it's been. But Obviously, if they're going to turn in a decent run now, this is the day I they actually do it. Um, it was really a league defeat at Morneview a few weeks ago when Clan beat them. Probably ended up, you know, killed off their hopes in the top six. And they'll certainly have a bit of a range factor there. I think a couple as well. Then Alvin, as I've mentioned earlier on, still they're consistent with being inconsistent. You know, that fantastic win against them last weekend, followed up by a Irish Cup defeat at the Hanson dungan which effectively ended their hope, Cup hope for this season. Um, so that must be very, very frustrating from a Dublin viewpoint. will certainly with a term to make sure that they can finish off seven come the, the final stands.
2: They are six points better off than Balomina before a ball is kicked when those two teams meet. It's a game that tends to produce quite a lot of goals. They they tend to be thrillers and, to be quite honest, fairly chaotic affairs when those two teams share a pitch. Who will be the happier at full time? Here will it be Gary Hamilton or David Jeffrey?
0: I think David Jeffrey might take the three points and once again close the gap there as well. So we're getting a few, a few match-ups coming along in different positions on the table. So at home, win would certainly make that very interesting well that for a chase for seventh
2: place. The one thing that might give Ballymina fans a bit of confidence as well, apart from the fact that it's at the showgrounds, is that uh, some of their big names that have been out injured for a long time have started returning. Leroy Miller's back in the side. It's great to see him back playing football after a long spell out. Kofi Balmer back. Uh, Andy McGrory is uh, is out on the pitch playing for them again. And, uh, you know, these are people who are just nailed on starters that they've done without for the majority of the season. And unless you follow Balamini United or you watch them often enough, it's the sort of thing that you do forget when you see a team go on a, a maybe a bad run. And you're thinking, well, hold on here. They're having to drop into people that wouldn't always necessarily be on the bench, and I know that happens to other teams, but I feel as though Balamin have been pretty unlucky with uh, some of their injuries, so you just wonder, might that give them a lift having some of those uh, trusted names back for the rest of this season, what few games are left?
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, all the players you mentioned, they're all top-quality players. You'd who'd make the first 11 of teams in the Irish League to be honest. And certainly, you take those the players of that calibre out of the side, you're definitely going to weaken the side all around. But, you know, yeah, they're still in the Irish Cup. That's always that incentive as well. So, you know, certainly if those players come back and make their impact, you know, they could have a, a decent end of the season. But I do think it'll start with a win-over with this weekend. If it does, then also the race is on for seventh position in terms of the final stand.
2: Last weekend, Portadown were victorious over Warren Point. They play each other again. It's a 3 o'clock kickoff at Shamrock Park. Will uh, Portadown have a, a back-to-back success here, or will Warren Point uh, get one over Matthew Tipton's men?
0: Yeah, well, Portadown, over uh, the last few weeks, he does, has been playing pretty well, to be honest. You know, they've picked up a few decent results now. The Cup exit, I think, during the week was disappointing, let's be honest. I mean, they, they would have fancied themselves to be able to produce at least a closer match in terms of the, the game against Palomino, but it wasn't a bit at the end of the day. But in terms of Warren Point, they just seem to have went completely out of the oil altogether since since a few months ago. And everybody was sort of living up and thinking, don't want to play Warren Point because they're in form with them. But all of a sudden, they really are struggling. Yes, they got through in the Irish Cup the other night, but it was just 2-1 against, you know, Ballyclare Championship, side I do not as you've mentioned earlier, henry kicked the ball to Gowns in terms of all seasons. So just about cut out the other end. That's 13 league games, I in one point last picked up three points in a match. So it's certainly been a, a season they'll once again be a bit glad to see the back of, I suspect, from that sort of aspect on it. Part of the Irish couple, of course. Um, this is probably the last chance they'll have to actually catch quarter down, a quarter down due to the result. We think to Gowns, Warren, point over to Neil final 10th position. And given that the, how well they played at certain stages during the season, they'll probably look at that and think, this is very, very disappointing how it's, high, high it's all ended this season, but uh,
2: we'll see how it turns
0: out in terms of the game.
2: Sounds like you're back in Portadown all right then? I think Portadown
0: will win. I do update. I, 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 I think they've just got a wee bit of confidence about them now, even though they were disapp- you know, disappointing result in the result midweek. They're still playing a lot better football. You know, they're obviously looking a bit more settled in the premiership now, and I think that'll bode well, moving at next season as well.
2: Okay, and there is one half-five game on Saturday. That's at Seaview Crusaders. Against Larne.
0: yeah, uh, I mentioned earlier on about Crusaders obviously now find their form a wee bit after going sort of a bit of a lean spell for a while. Um, they're now in a seven-game run without defeat, which is encouraging. Great result against Curry in the other night. That Paul Heatley goal was an absolute screamer, and uh, let's be honest with that. And I think Baxter, and Stephen Baxter, in terms of pressure that he was under, I think that's all gone now, and he can sort of the, the side and now more like the, the Crusaders we expect to sort of see on a regular basis. In terms of Lauren, I mean Lauren had a strange sort of season. It was a while there, certainly quite a long time. They take a they challenge for honours, and now they're, they're struggling to struggling. finish finishing the top six uh, you know, from Lauren' viewpoint, if they were will lose and eventually finish up six, it's exactly the same as last season. I, I, would, I would find myself, you know, thinking, you know, would Lauren accept that? I mean, considering you know, the, the amount of expenditure, etc. you know, sick last season, sick this season, maybe no sort of sign of progress. So once again, maybe they rely quite heavily. A decent Irish Cup run, as so many teams are at this moment. To be honest, let's be honest, so so that's uh do you could be an interesting game at the weekend?
2: You look at the scorelines of previous meetings this season. The three nil that Crusaders enjoyed down at Inver Park um, back in the second of March. The three three that was the Sky game. If you remember that, that was a really brilliant uh, encounter. The last time they met at Seaview I am selfishly hoping that uh, they treat us to something like that. Um, what do you think? Will it be another high-scoring, exciting game, or might it be uh, a little more cagey? What what sort of match are you anticipating for this one?
0: Here's a wee start for you to take to your commentary on this one. Here is that. Hold on, I write
2: this down. down. Hold on. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> it's the 11th of December since Lauren Lasby decided to top half the table according to my calculations. So that uh, doesn't bode terribly well. When they're coming up against Crusaders to be honest at the weekend. I think home, Crusaders just have the bit between their teeth once again, and I, I think they'll, they'll secure home win. But I think it'll be a good game, I do think. You'll gain for the goals once again, Michael. But I think Crusaders will just have enough in the tank to to get the three points come the weekend.
2: So if Lorne when I'm going to read that start out to Stephen Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Hopkins is the scud. <laughs> double
0: check it all, double check. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, well here, if, uh, if anybody before we go wants a, a little laugh, you can look at a picture that I posted on social media uh, the other day. Paul Heatley is getting his testimonial season. Uh, next season with Crusaders, hard to believe he's been there 10 years, but he has. And what a servant, what a player. Uh, and what entertainment he, he served up! I appreciate it. if you're an opposing fan, Paul Higley is one of those people that you kind of love to dislike in some ways because he's just so good. But I think you would, you know, you have to take your club blinkers off for a minute and say, as much as he's tortured your team and as much as he winds you up sometimes, you have to say, what a superb footballer!
0: Yeah, games okay. of the Irish League, I mean, the word legend gets pondered about. There's no doubt about it. He's produced goals at the important times over the years, so, so often, Devon's. And they're not just little tappins, they're all, you know, sort of fantastic goals from all over the place, to be honest, and He's just a quality, quality player, to be honest, you know, so uh, fair play to him. Interesting you mentioned that picture that you posted up. I uh, didn't <laughs> Paul Heatley was playing at the time C-Fax, was still he alive was. and well, to be honest. So <laughs> it shows how long he's been on the go for, him, Michael, you know?
2: It shows you how long I've been on the radio for, is what it does, <laughs> yeah. because the, I, the picture, in case you haven't seen it, is a very fresh-faced, all of us, really, <laughs> because it was 10 yeah. years ago, uh, in uh, Carrickfergus on uh, a local radio station there that I used to work at. And it was me, Paul Heatley, and Glenn Taggart. And Glenn Taggart, obviously a Cart Rangers legend, was there to make sure Paul Heatley in his first ever radio interview didn't say anything uh, out of line because he uh, likes to have fun and he can get a bit carried away. But he wasn't as media savvy. Now you hear a very polished interviewee. But uh, at that stage, he was just uh, winding people up and sort of calling people out for fun. So it made for a very fun day. But yeah, radio shows, uh, when uh, the presenter was you know reading stuff off CFAX, uh, I can I can remember it. Fax went out in 2012 with a digital yeah. switchover. So uh, up until then, and um, we had yeah, we used to Fax or your teletext and uh, looking up. Do you remember looking up your your uh, latest scores on uh, on Fax going on and and putting in page three one six and saying what the latest was. <laughs>
0: But what I can remember from CFAX is if you got a bad TV signal, <laughs> all of a sudden you got one score but not the other. That's right. So you knew your side had scored one, but you didn't know what the other side had scored, so you didn't know how to celebrate or not in terms of the results. So it was a bit, it was a bit hit and miss at times.
2: Because I think Twitter only came around about 2012. Sorry if that's slightly out, but I think it's about then anyway, from memory. And I. Uh, was it maybe it was maybe a bit sooner than that because a lecturer in university made me sign up to it and I thought he was an idiot and now I'm addicted to it so he was right. But so it was it was it was sooner than 2012. But it was sort of it was coming towards the end of the CFAX days when Twitter was coming out. So I used to be given live scores on the radio based on what it was saying on CFAX. and anyone of a certain age will remember that CFAX just flicked onto the next page and you had to wait like 30 seconds or a minute before the page flicked back again. So if you weren't ready. You were uh-huh. caught out. So uh, that was a real education. The, the, this is my old man's story, calling the, the young'uns, They don't know what it was like.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It used to be actually a quiz on facts. You probably don't remember that. Oh,
2: I remember it's the quizzes, yeah.
0: Quiz. And if you got the question wrong, it took you back to the start, <laughs> and you had to worked your way. To we'll start right through again, it's very frustrating. I tell you,
2: end. people booked holidays on CFAX, They did everything. Um, <laughs> going to teletext. Remember that you go on the teletext and you could see what holiday deals there were. Um, exactly. for for some reason, uh, you trusted that it was, it was all legit, obviously. But it just when you yeah. see it now, it looks so shonky and rubbish. But it was amazing.
0: And no, <laughs> no picture.
2: <laughs> there shonky we are. You know, so there you go. There's a lovely trip down memory lane. Anybody under the age of 25 is looking right now at their phone <laughs> or their radio going, what in the name of goodness? But uh, honestly, you, you don't know what you missed. They were good times. And uh, yeah. the, someone had queried what, there was a picture and it was like cut, out, you know, sort of cut off so you couldn't see. There was, there was a woman in the corner of the picture and someone was going, what is that an advert for? Do you know? Because uh, it was only 10 years ago. It wasn't 100 years ago. It was a, it was a camcorder.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, okay.
2: Yeah, for okay. your ho- your home videos. But it was, even the camcorder in that picture looks very dated now. But there you go. Things have changed, folks. Indeed. Things have changed. But uh, what hasn't changed is uh, we've talked so much, we've run out of time again. So, Colin, thank you for coming on to The Score. Not a problem. And uh, thank you for listening. I hope you have a brilliant bank holiday weekend. Whatever you get up to, make it a good one. And enjoy your weekend of sport.
0: Bye-bye.